Like retribution, I'm here to destroy the show from within by becoming its champion. And as the kids on the internet would say, he's got the cake. I wish you wouldn't have said that, Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) This is the saddest episode of the show ever. (laughs) Neither of you know what is going on. Erica, we need you. If you're listening. Um, After that finger point of doom of a round, we have Nate with six points and Shawnee and Justin with one. I guess thank God for Hubert. Thanks for adding pressure. Um, I took away the pressure, you asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the show that is not only a friendly conversation about the week that was in professional wrestling and sports entertainment, but also a quiz show. This here is the one fall show, and I am excited to be playing the game again. How are y'all doing, everybody? Let's just hear it. And ta- it's Yay. Memorial Day. It's like Christmas. <laughs> yes, just like Christmas. Same thing. Just like Christmas. Shout out to everyone celebrating Memorial Day today. And Christmas. And Christmas. And Christmas. <laughs> so our game consists of three categories that uh, I will not name here. Uh, but each category consists of three questions worth one, two, and three points consecutively. And if a contestant doesn't no one answer points can occasionally be awarded for comedic value. You hear that, Chuck? Comedic value. I've well, I'm trying, but I've yet to actually get comedic value points, but uh, that doesn't gonna stop me from trying again. Tough room, tough room. So that is the uh, the voice of our first contestant here. Let's go ahead and just introduce him, eh? Hey. Um, normally we introduce uh, Erica Banis here, but we're gonna save that. No, I'm jumping uh, the line. We're, we're gonna jump the line, we're gonna get you out of the way, Chuck talk to the people yeah put the uh put the best first and uh hello everybody welcome to this week's one fall show i can't wait to talk about all the wrestling that uh i didn't watch even though i'm not nate uh, off on the wrong foot oh, man. <laughs> justin let's see if you can pep up the show here you know what the people like when we're enthusiastic are you enthusiastic yeah. I'm always enthusiastic. I'm coming off. I appreciate you guys letting me take a week off to deal with some personal stuff. I am back. I'm coming off an AEW pay-per-view that I actually enjoyed for the most part, which is weird to say. So I'm, I'm ready. I'm excited. Outstanding. And our third contestant this week is a very special guest. Very. Uh, he, uh, Erica, you are, of course, our, our timekeeper, our moral compass, uh, our... Uh, encyclopedia of all that is right would you like to introduce who our third contestant is this week yes we do have a very special guest uh, as our third contestant this week um i had to scour uh the internet to find this this worthy competitor uh, it was a an exhaustive search uh but i found him i think he's gonna be a great fit i actually didn't have to search very much because i live with him for a while, uh, and I am legally bound to him by a document. His name is Eric. He is my husband. Say hello to the people. Hello, the people. Uh, we can talk about my entrance music when I come onto the podcast after the show. We'll put that in in post. Um, I, much like new uh, WWF Raw commentator Jimmy Smith, I haven't watched since uh, 1992 when Hogan Yokozuna went at it. So, uh, is that why you said WWF? I, I think I'm going to do well. 
Indeed, indeed. We have an expert on the World Wildlife Foundation. <laughs> excellent, excellent to have you here today, sir. Isn't that what this Save podcast is about? <laughs> Save the pandas. So, um, I, Nate technically is our champion. Um, how do we want to do this, fellas? Any uh, suggestions on how we want to kick off the game? I mean, I wasn't here last week, so that doesn't count. Um, so Nate really isn't the champion, so I think we can just start however the hell we want because he's not here. That doesn't help me at all, Chuck. What are your suggestions <laughs> on how we should go about this? Why don't we? Uh, why don't we let Eric start the game? Is uh, he can pick the first uh, the first category and uh, have have the first crack at everything. Crack. All right, all right, very uh, very benevolent of you, sir. So, Eric, we're going to give you the choice to pick between one of our three categories today, which are Smacked Raw, which covers, uh, you know, the flagship shows of the WWF, uh, ah, Double or yes. Nothing, which uh, will cover um, Double or Nothing, and Around <laughs> the Ring, which uh, covers everything else and is also not a double entendre. Uh, let's, uh, let's start with the uh, WWF, since that's what I'm most familiar with. Really? Yeah, let's do it. Interesting. Interesting choice. Smacked Raw. We're going to go here to, uh, well, we're going to go to Raw, despite the uh, women's tag titles changing hands recently. um, I am still involved uh, on Raw to fuck up your ability to enjoy the women's tag division. Who am I? You got five. Why didn't you pick Double or Nothing? We just watched it last night. Oh, no helping the contestants, Erica. We're going to need you to be impartial here. I'm sorry. Do you have a comedic answer? I'm going with Nia Jax. You know what? I like that. You know what? Not that wrong. That wasn't where I was going, but I I have to feel that. I feel like that's a one. That's a point because it is accurate. (laughs) It is. That's a hundred percent accurate. Um, the the answer I was looking for was indeed Reginald. But Nia Jax oh. is sort of 1A. So we're going to accept it. We're going to give you the point. And uh, do you have anything to say about the women's tag team division in the WWF? <sighs> yeah, I think they're booked well. Um, I think ripping up the scripts and, and rewriting their entire gimmick before each episode goes live is, is an interesting take. Uh, but I'm, I'm for it. You're a monster. Huh? Monster. <laughs> what? We'll see what happens tonight. <laughs> All right, JV, what do you think? Still enjoying Reginald? <laughs> no, I, I, how about Natalia and Tamina? That's a feel good story, right? I, that could be, it could be, it has the potential to. My thing is, is Reginald is clearly athletic and talented. This dude could actually be someone people enjoy, but we hate him because the writers force us to hate him. He's a talented dude, clearly. Why not make them do better things? But instead, we got Shayna Baszler versus Reginald on Raw. How exciting. <laughs> Is that actually well, a she thing? She knocks him the fuck out. That's I got thing. nothing against Reginald, but I hope that Shayna Baszler knocks him the fuck out. Chuck, do you have any opinions here? I had no idea Shayna Baszler versus Reginald was a thing uh, this this Monday on Raw, but yeah. I definitely uh, would like to see Shayna Baszler beat the living crap out of him. Um, you know, as much as we absolutely hate Reginald in this capacity, the only other place I could see him being is on 205 Live, and no one would know, and no one would care. If this is a way, in the same way that uh, putting Enzo Amore on 205 Live after a little bit of time on the main roster, or putting uh, 
Pac when he was um, a name that I can't even remember at this point. Neville. Neville. Neville thank you. Um, you know, trying to spruce up 205 Live, then, you know, okay, sure, I'll, I'll suffer through it like I suffer through most everything else on that show. But to be fair, they do highlight the Cruiserweight title on NXT a lot now. So he could be over there on NXT every Tuesday night now, adding to that. That's true. No, that's true. And they need to stop highlighting the Cruiserweight title on NXT. It's got its own goddamn show. No, they need to get rid of the show. What do you mean stop? No, that's beautiful what they're doing on NXT. Get rid of 205 Live. (laughs) Are you 205 Live, Mark? You have a 205 Live t-shirt? Roid rage over here. (laughs) Calm down. Man. Stirring up the nerd, Chuck. (laughs) All right, Eric, well, you still have control of the round all right the corporate stooge adam page determined a new team is coming after the smackdown tag team titles next week who are they we should really start watching raw yeah that would probably help new team hmm. you know picking the show that you know nothing about really sort of bogs down the flow <laughs> i think <that's- laughs> I know you're new here, but you not even listen to my I show. Can, I can earn points later. Ah, the old ah, I see. Right, ah, I'm building the long game. This there's a method to my madness. Sure, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Look, when we get to the AWA, I'm gonna dominate. All right, show. Justin. <laughs> Can you name the new tag team coming after the SmackDown tag team titles? I want to say, oh, I'm not a thousand percent sure on this, to be honest with you, but is it Otis and uh, Chad Gable? No, no, it is not. No. Wow. No, it is not. Wow. Chuck, Chuck, do you know who uh, Corporate Stooge? Uh... I'm torn between getting two points and just getting one point for trying to say something funny, but it's the so Yes. The team, the, the tag team that has been the focus of Almost every minute of the show for the last several weeks, the Usos. Uh, what do you think, Chuck? Come SummerSlam, do you think the Usos should be getting over? Do you think that this should all be a platform for the Street Profits? Is there a dark horse? How about the Dirty Dogs? I do. <laughs> I do enjoy that the first Usos match back was against the Street Profits. That is a fantastic pairing. Uh, between the two because we've seen the Usos and the New Day have fantastic matches and the Street Profits are of a same they're cut from the same cloth so it's very cool to see those teams interact I feel like this Uso story goes one of two ways and one way I really like and the other one I really don't the first one is that eventually both Usos play ball with Roman Reigns and are his his faction his posse his enforcers um, the other one is that we use the Roman Reigns Uso story specifically to break the Usos up, and I don't want to see that. Yeah, there's absolutely no reason why you need to be breaking up the Usos. They should be backing up Roman Reigns. Uh, they should be going over in some capacity at SummerSlam in the tag team division. I do love the Usos Street Profits matchup, but I kind of wish they would have held off on that for a minute and let it, the hype build to a big pay-per-view like SummerSlam and have the first time ever Usos Profits match there. But no, they should not be breaking them up. They need to stay together, whether they're champions or not, whether they're even with Roman or not. If one of them's leaving Roman, they both should leave Roman. But I do think they need to be backing him up for a while. Great. 
All right, Chuck, you have stolen control of the round, and uh, we are going to give you the third point question. Um, raw ratings were down this week, very low. What was that number? Oh, uh, well, they were missing at least me. So <laughs> I'll subtract one from whatever you subtract thought. Subtract one from what I, I know the raw ratings to be on a normal basis. I'm going to say, uh, a they they were drawn a a two point four lower. Justin, I'm gonna say a oh I feel like I saw it one point eight lower. Eric, really? I'm gonna say one point four higher. Chuck, ooh that uh, how about a how about a one point six one point six one nine. Ooh, we'll give you okay. the points. We're gonna give you the points since we sort of fell on the. Uh, so does that mean we have one Ray Mysterio watching? Chuck was actually funny. What is going on? This is weird. It's a bizarro yeah, it's, world here. You know what? I saw one that's thing. Debatable. I saw one thing of, on Twitter from Raw that impressed me, uh, even though I did not actually sit through the three hours of Raw, and that was during a backstage segment. Uh, you could see Lily up in the rafters while Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler and Reginald yeah. were back there. And I love that shit. Like when they were doing that with Bray Wyatt's puppets, when they would just show up backstage while somebody right. was walking by, I, I like that Easter egg bullshit uh, yeah. as part of my spooky bullshit. And I'm interested if that's where Alexa's first feud back in the ring is going to be is Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler doing spooky bullshit to the two of them okay let's see as long as it doesn't turn Shayna Baszler into an actual goddamn vampire <laughs> Alexa Bliss is the closest thing we get to entertaining within three hours of Raw and that includes Drew McIntyre I'm sick of them forcing Drew McIntyre in the title picture he's had his run let's move him on let give Bobby Lashley different challengers the show's way too long. I mean, we could sit here and complain on and on, but I will agree. Alexa Bliss is the closest thing we get to entertainment every Monday night. I will be editing and releasing this show instead of watching Raw. <laughs> Erica, did you have something? Right, I thought you were like, eh. No, no. When my hand was coming into frame, that was me mimicking the puppets showing oh. up out of nowhere. Ah, I oh, yeah, yeah. I, the right. fact that you uh, you missed that kind of hurts my feelings. Well, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I, I saw <laughs> that you had your hand for up. You, dude. That was meant for you. It's okay. He was it's just okay. funny and he ruins it. All right. Not even sure what that's all about, but uh, we will continue. <laughs> there, have, uh, there have been imaginary puppets displayed and disappointment in the lack of entertainment value that they provided on our audio show. All right, Erica, who has how many points? Let's let's take a look at things. Well, according to my math, which is, I believe, accurate, we have Mr. Chuck Bean with five points. Erica's Eric, not wrong. Yeah, there you go. Remember that. Remember that, I, Eric. I've, I've I, never. I would never. I'm just saying. Just, would, just something to keep in mind forever when we're <laughs> recording or not. Or uh, Eric has one point. Justin Valentine yet to get on the board, but he will kick off round two. Fair. All right, all right, Justin Valentine. We've got. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna give you around the ring. I want to give you around the ring. I think that uh, I want to talk about double or nothing. Oh my god! 
I just had you on my show. Last the fix week. is in, Justin. The fix is in. We talked all about double or nothing, the... and we were both wildly wrong about it. About we half were. Of it, so I don't think. But that that's a really good get... thing because we also weren't that excited about what could potentially happen. All right, calm down. I can't believe this. All right, for the first question Unreal. for around the ring, it's been a, a lot of there. talk about the Forbidden Door this week, Justin. And after reports yeah. that WWE has been trying to secure an exclusive working deal with this company, New Japan. That is correct. Take your point and talk to talk about any of the, the rumors and this and that. Daniel Bryan was involved. Tony Khan's out here talking yeah. junk. What do you think? I think this is showing that although it may take some time, but especially now with Mo, uh, WWE's touring this summer again and AEW's doing the same, everyone, things are getting back to quote unquote normal. Um, I think it's showing that at some point there's going to be a working relationship everywhere at some point with everyone. You know, whether it's whether it is consistent, whether it is invasion angles, whether it is crossover shows, whatever it can be. I think the, the wrestling and I feel, I feel like it's forced within the relationships in the wrestling industry because you see more and more superstars from one company watching uh, and publicly letting people know that they are watching another company and supporting those superstars and so on and so forth. And I feel like the higher ups are seeing that um, in every individual company. WWE obviously is watching what AEW has done over the last year with all these relationships and seeing that this is the thing, this is the new thing to not just be your own wall in your own world and act like there's nothing else going on outside of that wall. Uh, so I think at some point we're going to see a working relationship everywhere, which is awesome as a wrestling fan. Yeah, I think the phrase, the old phrase goes, a uh, rising tide raises all ships or something to that nature. And that's really the way wrestling should probably work out, especially considering mm -hmm. that it feels like the WWE has done their level best to blur bring the expectations down as much as possible. And now that there's legit competition all over the, uh, you know, all over the globe, it would be really cool to have the capability to see some dream matches that uh, I just want to see the murder grandpa just walk through all the other rosters. That's really what it comes down to. Fair. Eric, do you have any uh, feelings on New Japan crossing over with our uh, American promotions? Yeah, I mean, I think Suzuki versus everybody is it, everyone wins. Uh, it, and it, it really it's about time because these companies have been so insular for so long that the idea that these dream matches were never possible uh, in the past just now that we have it, it's it's great. It, it's good for business. It's good for everybody. I have something to say. I do not like the fact that New Japan is thinking about doing business with WWE because I do not like the potential of how New Japan people will get booked. Let's face it, there has been um, precedent with uh, just WWE talent going over and whatnot. Whoa, whoa, whoa. In four short years, Shinsuke Nakamura has worked his way all the way up to Baron Corbin. <laughs> my point exactly shawnee i do not like this at all i mean yes do i see like this is this is very much the natural way things are going and i and i do get it um I, I, what i find interesting is like these reports that came out about um new japan and wwe um talking about potentially doing some sort of partnership um they seem to have happened right after New Japan guys start showing up in AD AEW. 
Well, how about that, Jazz? I don't think we're going to see WWE do a lot. I don't. Well, like, look, they have made it their business that they want to be on their own island. Leave them on their own fucking island. All right. Everyone else can go out and play. WWE can just be their own thing. And then, like, I'm fine with that because my my feeling is. I like I don't want to see New Japan. I don't want to see Okada get buried. I don't want to see him get beat by like Seth Rollins or Baron Corbin. No, I don't want to see that shit. What if this is uh, WWE's backdoor way to put the Shield back together? Not happening. No. Like Moxley is the New Japan, what the the U.S. title holder. Yeah. So if we can, I don't think play, Moxley would. Want if we can play nice with New Japan and let them use Daniel Bryan because he really wants to wrestle somewhere else. Then, uh, then maybe we can get the shield for one more night. I think my favorite tweet out of all of this uh, that happened, like once news started to get like going around, um, Kenta tweeted out Kenta versus Hideo Itami. And that's all the tweet was. (laughs) I loved. Um, But uh, yeah, so I've, I've made my point abundantly clear. Eric, you have something to say. Go for it, baby. Well, on the same token, I think Juice Robinson versus CJ Parker could really put some asses in the seats yeah yes um it's a good call yeah new japan's smart enough to not let their top guys get jobbed out anymore after what tna did to okada back in what was it, like 2011 where they're like here's our top talent this is going to be our guy for the next 10 years shoot him to the moon and they made him samoa joe's driver like, yep. they know american companies aren't going to respect them unless they demand it Right. So if WWE is not going to give them the time of day, I don't think they'll agree to any deal. Yep. No, the, the idea that there'd be an exclusive relationship seems pretty unlikely. Like maybe you'll see a spectacle or two, right? Like maybe you do see Daniel Bryan appear in a Russell Kingdom or something, but I think That'd it would be, cool. be a very much not exclusive deal. Plus, I, I mean, I think that technically doesn't New Japan Erica have a, an exclusive deal with uh, Ring of Honor that seem to be like their official pipeline that somehow AEW's worked around. Yeah. Yeah. Ring of Honor is their developmental territory in the state. So all their guys that go on excursion typically gone through went through Ring of Honor, but now that they have New Japan of America, uh they don't really rely on that so much anymore. All right. All right. Who is who's got control of the board at this point? I've forgotten. Justin. Justin, all right. Ah, uh, yes, we were, you, we were around the ring. Yes, we were very excited about it. Because that makes all the sense in the world. All right, after months of Twitter chatter between the parties, it looks like we may be zeroing in on this pop star being involved in the hosting duties of this year's SummerSlam. Uh, Cardi B? That is correct. After all that complaining, you have answered yet another question in this category <laughs> for two points. Didn't say I, I, I wasn't going to get them right. I just said it didn't make sense. And I wanted to talk about Double or Nothing. That's all. With a smile. All right. Anyone else like Cardi B? Yeah, you got nothing to say about Cardi B, Justin? Oh Come no, on. I mean, I'm, I no, I don't want to see this. Like, whether, no matter what I feel about Cardi B as a talent or whatever in her own industry, sure. No, I don't want to see this. I don't care about hosts of big shows. I think it's unnecessary, but it's a typical WWE move. So, what do you expect? Let's quit dancing around the real question, Justin. Who do you want Twenty One Pilots to play out to the ring at SummerSlam? <laughs> That's very true. Like, honestly, there is a couple different options I could throw there. That is something I could get with. Uh, but no, that's no, not going there. <laughs> Erica, what if she pulls now. off a Canadian destroyer while at SummerSlam? I mean, like, okay. And I think I mentioned this in a previous episode. Like, 
the fact that they're reaching out to Cardi B and whatnot, like I, I find that like if you're going to go with a celebrity, at least go with one that's relevant. WWE has had a, a knack for, oh, we're, we're bringing in a celebrity. We brought in Jerry Springer. It's 2015. No one cares about Jerry Springer anymore. So at least they're going with somebody who's relevant. So that's cool. Um, we'll, I mean, it could just be uh, just a shit the bed moment, but hey, cool. They're, they're trying. They're trying. I'll never... No matter, even though we've seen, especially most recently, some work out with Bad Bunny, Pat McAfee, I'll never be excited about a celebrity appearance, host, match, anything. I'll only be excited if it actually works out. But more times than not, it doesn't. So I'm never going to, even if this one works out, I'm never going to be with the idea to give someone else a spotlight in a top four pay-per-view. I'm always going to say, give it to the superstars that have been working their asses off to get that spotlight, not just some Cardi B. All right. Two two things. First of all, how great would it be if John Morrison's gimmick was to take a Canadian destroyer from every celebrity that shows up in the WWE? How if they could pull it off, that, that would be fun. How amazing. Uh, secondly, I am excited about this because I cannot wait to be watching SmackDown ahead of SummerSlam and hear Corey Graves say thank you to Cardi B for the theme song of SummerSlam, WAP, brought to you by Snickers. <laughs> All right. Carmella will be okay with that. What does that mean? Carmel, they're dating. Carmella and Corey Graves. Carmella and Corey Graves. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, so some sort of arcane <laughs> snicker joke that I wasn't hit no. to. I wanted to make sure. <laughs> that everything that I say case. is to make you mad, sir. I don't know why. This is. I, I just that's had what, a week off. That's what. That's how Vince McMahon sold Carmella on her new. Uh, her her current gimmick. You're uh, you're a snicker. You know, like the kids say, you're a snicker. <laughs> <laughs> hell all right for three points justin john cena who seems to do a good job of being as likable to nearly everyone as he possibly can found himself oh, apologizing to the entire nation of china and its billion and a quarter or so people after he suggested that this locale might be able to govern itself i want that is correct sir for yeah. three points you have swept the division <laughs> Yeah, it's like to pile on or defend the people of Taiwan. Keep in mind the entire nation of China <laughs> may get on your bad side if you pick I'm the not, wrong answer. Not sure I want to comment on this after the pressure that Shawnee just added on to this. Um, I will say shout out to CM Punk to con who continues to troll John Cena. Phil. Every Phil, yes, shout out to Phil. He continues to troll John Cena every chance he gets even if it's not wrestling related even if it's just on his movies i love that uh i i, I not some people are taking this too far to make it think that oh we're, we're gonna see another cm punk john cena program at some wrestling no no that's not what this is it's fun it's funny it's awesome so shout out to cm punk for jumping on that as quickly as he did Shout out to our listeners in the uh, great nation of Taiwan. I there mean, in the location of Taiwan that's location. in China. Location, location, location. Uh, the city yeah. of Taiwan in China. Shout out to all of our Chinese listeners for the One Fall Show. There you go. All right. Shout out. So after two rounds, Erica, where do we stand? Talk about double or nothing. Well, it, we, will, we will shortly do so. Uh, we have Justin 
in the lead with six points, Chuck with five, Eric with one. Eric, you will kick off round three, which will be about double or nothing. So huzzah, yay. You know a little bit more about perfectly. Double or Nothing than you did about WWF. Let me just say that, especially after <laughs> I swung the game around so that this situation would arise despite really, really upsetting that's, that kid over there. It's called rigging the game, my friend. Scored six points. <laughs> Swept the round, and I'm rigging the game. All right, here we go. <laughs> around the ring. No, no, no. Never double or nothing, double or nothing. There's a new women's champion in AEW. What is her name? For one point. Uh, Britt Baker. That's right. She is a dentist. DMD. Yes. Yeah. I apologize what do you think was for pulling her title. Was How heartwarming time? was it to see Tony Schiavone hug her on the stage? Was I'm not a big Tony guy, to be honest with you. Of like, course you're I don't not. Hate the guy. Wow. I don't hate the guy at all. But Fucking no, I'm not a, a big. I'm not a big Tony guy. But that was that was that was nice. I saw it. this is this is long overdue for her. She's been the face of that division for a minute now. So I'm happy for her. I rode the WCW train till it died. So seeing Shivani back out in the ring is always a pleasure for me, but I, I do like the faux friendship that has blossomed into a real one between Shivani and Britt Baker. It, it's been fun to watch. Does anyone know, is there like, I mean, obviously they don't actually hate each other, but their, their whole gimmick for the last year has been Brit being super mean to Tony and him. Yeah, just they're having like to put best friends it. in real life. Are they? Yeah. Because that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I dig that a lot. No, and it was a hell of a match too. And uh, oh, yeah. your heart's got to break for Hikaru Shida for getting the new belt just before she had to drop it like that's that's unfortunate but at the same time i don't i mean she's not going anywhere she's still going to be if she's not champ she's still going to have a program she's still going to be at the top of the card and that's ultimately the thing AEW probably needs to work on the most is give the women multiple stories multiple feuds multiple programs you've got so much uh so much youtube time to fill like fill it with some some stories that is the one advantage to Elevation and Dark is that you do get to see a lot of the women who just are not going to get the time on the main program. Now, hopefully with this extra hour coming um, in a couple of months, that'll break open a little more time for the women to develop sort of a second story. Because uh, really right now you sort of have, uh, you know, the, the championship division and then uh, some minor league stuff, right? Like yeah. mixed in there. You don't really know. It's not a program per se. You're just seeing some different stars get get a little bit of tv time the same thing with wwe it's like the, the allotted time just isn't there and it's at some point you really hope they start to see that shift all right the second question here um for two points uh, there were two surprise appearances at double or nothing this week for one point each name them eric that would be leo rush and the hall of pain mark henry that is correct. What did you think about these particular unveilings? Leo Rush was not a huge surprise for me. It was it was a little bit. Uh, he's been working the, the kind of New Japan of uh, America circuit and kind of working his way back through the Indies. So um, not a showstopper by any stretch of the imagination. And he was not exactly booked like... Uh, <laughs> He didn't set the world on fire in that battle royal, uh, getting eliminated right. in like what a minute and a half. Yeah. Um, Mark Henry, though, 
I mean, when you think about guys who came up through WWE developmental in the nineties and uh, have just kind of been loyal and really loyal, Mark Henry has been loyal, maybe to a fault to WWE with uh, everything he said publicly, he's been on a legends contract and now to kind of jump was a huge surprise for me. And I think it's a good get for AEW. I think he'll pay off as a trainer and as an on-air personality, because I mean, they need it. They need the star power. Yeah, I mean, with Leo Rush, I mean, I've been the first one with any debuts or anything like that for AEW to say there's too much talent, there's too much talent, stop bringing new guys in. Leo Rush is a good is the perfect fit at this time because of course when you when everyone thinks of a surprise entrant for AEW a surprise debut they go the biggest name possible right they're thinking Daniel Bryan Samoa Joe whatever where you don't want that right now because they already have so many big names clogging up the top of AEW any other big name would just it just wouldn't work Leo Rush is a big enough name to get a pop very talented in the ring on the mic everything but also not too big of a name to just clog up the top of AEW so I think that's a perfect fit uh, at this time and for everything that Eric just said a, a great gig for Mark Henry to come over and basically take the Paul White role for that new show uh, he's a, a very well respected in all of the wrestling industry even though he's been loyal uh, to WWE he's over the busted open radio all the time I mean he's He's great for the wrestling industry and the perfect for the role that they gave him as a trainer, as an analyst. I thought these were two, without being too big, two fantastic moves. Yeah, congratulations to the 24-year-old piece of gold for uh, not slipping on the top rope in his AEW uh, debut, much like Matt Seidel did one year ago. And um, I'm hopeful with you you see you've got your mainstays when it comes to dynamite you've got tony you've got jim ross and you've got excalibur and then with the youtube shows you've got taz and excalibur which is really fun you've got tony in the big show or paul white and i'm really hoping that that means that we'll get mark henry and jim ross because i'm looking for any excuse to hear jim ross call him sexual chocolate as many times as possible like yes. you used to back in the attitude era Sure. What do you guys think about the fact that we just saw Adnan Burt gets fired? Uh, they have no idea who's going to be anchoring Raw. And in the meantime, you have two of their legends and their most devoted employees split to do commentary duties on the smaller company. I mean, it, it's kind of gross in a lot of ways I that mean, WWE would even let that happen. Yeah, I mean, it goes to whatever the hell is going on with Tom Phillips. Um which is weird because I heard this past week potentially that he was getting released. I don't know if that was confirmed or that he was leaving WWE or whatever it is. That was weird. That was weird timing. I I don't, I never heard anyone complain about him. I thought he did the job well. Uh, And then to get a guy like Adnan Burke, who clearly has never probably even watched wrestling before his debut, at least that's what it sounded like. uh, That didn't make any sense at at all, especially when you have other play-by-play guys doing 205 live main event. You know, you have Vic Joseph doing NXT that could come up the raw. You have other experienced guys in the business and you went with Adnan Burke. So that was a bad hire from the beginning. I just want to know what the hell's going on with Tom Phillips at this point. As of four days ago, he was released, according to okay. quite a few of the dirt sheets. Yeah, like I saw, but it wasn't like officially those. official. Okay. And it's just weird. And I hope whatever that is, if I hope that's on his own accord and he's good, but it's, 
it was weird timing, especially right after WrestleMania, but it was also at the same time they let Samoa Joe go. So they just blew up that Raw commentary team, and that just didn't make much sense. So it was a bad move from the very beginning. Adnan Verk was a Band-Aid, and I think the writing was kind of on the wall when interviews and stuff the week after he'd been hired, he hadn't even been, uh, met Vince McMahon yet, uh, which is a pretty bad sign in that company. Uh, but I think we're going to see Jimmy Smith, who used to do commentary for Bellator, uh, take over Raw. So don't be surprised if uh, the most generic name you've ever heard in your life, uh, <laughs> Jimmy Smith, is on the call uh, tonight. I do normally refer to the anchors of uh, the WWE uh, commentary team as uh, skim milk on ice. And Jimmy <laughs> Smith sounds like he will fit in the glass just perfectly. Perfectly. Uh, before moving on, I just want to uh, mention something really quick. I mean, obviously, we have talked at length about AEW adding a number of names to the roster and whatnot, and, and how it, it tends to get a little. It, it's a you know, I don't want to say bloated, but it is. There's there's just a lot there. But they have quietly assembled a really unique roster of veterans to work backstage with these young wrestlers they have a lot of green talent and let's face it like not every wrestler is going to click with one person or another you know they have well they have dean malenko they have uh billy gunn they have paul white they have mark henry Cole, i'm sure uh, even though he's technically you know active talent i'm sure sting if a young person were to be like, hey, could I have a few minutes and, and talk to you? I'm sure Sting seems like the type of guy who would just be like, yeah, sure, what's up? You know, I think they've done a really good job of just getting a unique blend of veterans to help these young wrestlers. And I mean, who better to really talk about the business than that very, and, and Arn, oh my God, Arn Anderson. And Tully, holy shit, Tully. Like they, there's so Jake. many. Dustin. Jake. Oh yeah, I don't God. want Jake Dustin necessarily Rose advising anybody on anything. Let's, let's use Jake's sort of, this is sort of community service to have Jake on. <laughs> Look, Jake the snake needs healthcare. And I yeah. and let's make sure he has health care. Yeah. Either way, they have a very unique roster of veterans to help all these up and coming wrestlers. And I think that's great to have all of all of that knowledge within the organization. I think that's brilliant. I wonder how many of the veterans need to tell you you don't need to flip out of the ring for the YouTube show has to happen for some of these guys to be like, oh, you know what? I'm just on the YouTube show this week. Maybe I don't need to jump out of the ring into the guardrail. They're used to work in the indies. So, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. kind of like part of the goes. course. If you don't almost break your neck in a match, did you even earn your $20 that night? <laughs> <laughs> if I jump out of the ring into the guardrail, that puts me that much closer to my merch table, which I need to be at as soon as this match is over. Yeah, right. There you <laughs> just go. Get me, just get me on that a That was a good line, Chuck. I liked it. That was a good line. Good Chuck's, line. Chuck, you're doing good. I'm on tonight. I'm, I'm proud on. of you. You're good. All right. All right. The third question in Double or Nothing, the final question of the, the main game here, and I believe Eric still has control of the board. Ooh, within the last few weeks of the build to the stadium stampede match, I, one of Jericho's oldest friends and the legendary man of 1,000 holds, have been targeted by the pinnacle. Who am I? That would be the Iceman, Dean Malenko. That is correct for three points. My favorite ICP record is the Great Malenko. 
What's yours, Eric? <laughs> Uh, didn't they have like a holiday album that was really good? Yes, they did. They I did. I can't remember okay. the title of it, but I it was a make Christmas that up. EP. Right. Okay. I thought <laughs> it could have been that. a nightmare, a, a good dream. I mean, J Justin Valentine, your favorite uh, Insane Clown Posse record. I was going to say it's for Erica. Who? All right. Wow. <laughs> you hear that, everybody? You hear that, ninjas? Yeah. You hear that? Just remember that when you see them out in the streets. I thought they were. I thought they were wrestlers. I saw them on the WWE Network one time. I thought they were just wrestlers. I don't know you what you're talking about. I'm only 25. In Fago. Chuck, only your favorite Dean Malenko move. Uh, armbar. Can you not hear the word armbar anymore without immediately thinking of the Chris Jericho promo? Like, because I can't. Armbar. All right, Erica. Let's keep this game on the rails here. I think we've been through three rounds, right? We sure have, and it is a tight game. This is, but this I think might be the closest contest we have had in a very long time. We have Chuck with five points, Justin with six, Eric with seven. I don't know what you have in store for the final fall, but uh, still anyone's game. All right, still anyone's game. Before we move on, very. Um, what was everyone's favorite uh, match of the week? I'm assuming from Double or Nothing, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. Let's go ahead and start with our guest, uh, Eric. Oh, uh, no pressure there, huh? Um, ooh, match of the week. Do you do you want to pass to me? Do you want do you want some time? To I think? will. I would love some time to think about that. Um, you know, I I uh, I really enjoyed the uh, triple threat uh championship match a double or nothing um even though and i think justin you may have tweeted something along these lines correct me if i'm wrong right. like we all knew kenny was gonna win this right. but they there were a number there were a number of false finishes to where you're like no right. because i'm thinking like man if orange cassidy would have won that daily's place just would have it, it, it would have imploded i'm convinced yeah. just people would have been like <laughs> just would have lost their shit Right. Um, even though, you know, once again, it, it, I, it doesn't really make sense to have orange. First of all, orange Cassidy doesn't need a belt. He just is, and he just can be orange Cassidy. Uh, but I, yeah, I thought that match was great. And I really did enjoy the, uh, the tag team match between, uh, the young bucks and Mox and, uh, Mr. Eddie Kingston, uh, which I'm who's shirt I'm repping shirt. today. Uh, so yeah, I, it was, I mean, it was a fun show. It was, it was a fun pay-per-view. Hooray. <laughs> Hooray. Eric, have you got one or you want me to move on to Justin? Yeah, no, no, no. If we're coming back to me as a guy who watched a too much Chikara through the early part of the aughts, uh, it, it was nice to see Eddie Kingston on a pay-per-view in uh, 2021 and, and do very well in a match with uh, a former WWE champion and, uh, and the Young Bucks. So I, I think that's my match of the week. Eddie Kingston seems to, like, not his charisma and his underdog status and his sort of, like, very, like, East Coast respect-based work ethic is so over. But, like, on the DL, there's usually a moment in a match with Eddie Kingston where you're like, that is really shrewd storytelling that you don't necessarily see with other people. And uh, I really love that. He's probably my favorite uh, my favorite performer going right now. 
it's 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 undeniable he's he's so good I'm so glad that he's getting this opportunity when he so clearly was close to just cashing in his chips and getting a day job with the beginning right. of pandemic right yeah he definitely gets it he seeing those rah-rah speeches yeah. backstage it's like yeah, you, you son of a bitch you just and his lived. promos seem real because he doesn't wait for the other guy to finish talking it, it, it just the, the fact that they seem unscripted and like he's genuinely jumping in when he wants to his promo work is fantastic well and the chemistry that he has with mox as a team i'll take that over the shield every day yeah i love wow. those two together and i will i will forget a shield reunion if i get those two together as tag champs in a run with them i love those two together what was your favorite match of the week justin uh, you know, I was going to go with the triple threat. Uh, Erica actually stole my tweet, literally, literally quoted my tweet. Uh, so yeah, I gave she, you credit. I gave you credit, you sir. So I don't want to just repeat what Erica just said. Thank you. I appreciate you. Um, but so I'm going to go a little lower on the card and go with uh, Adam Page and Brian Cage uh, to be the first match in front of that live crowd. First of all, it looked, the stadium looked amazing with that sunset for the whole vibe was so cool the crowd was on 11 the entire match and even without the crowd it was a damn good match like they picked the perfect match to kick off because you needed to be strategic with what was going to open up for it being the first one in front of this sold out crowd and they picked a perfect match uh good result good story i like the storytelling with brian cage you know most likely leaving team taz at some point um, so yeah, I'm going to go with that match. I love that. Chuck, what was your favorite match of the week and why wasn't it the Cody Rhodes match? Yeah. Well, oh, because, uh, he's Cody Rhodes. No, he's you know, we haven't given any, uh, real love to NXT this week. And I do want to give a shout out to my girl, Frankie Monet for having her debut on NXT okay. this week. Very nice. fun, very cool match. Uh, I also, uh, thought that the main event on NXT was pretty great. It was another carrying cross, uh, Finn Balor knockdown drag out. But if I've got to pick a match of the week, it's got to be over the top wrestling's Scrapper Mania 4 match between Keith Lee and Minoru Suzuki, which you can find on our One Fall Show Facebook group. Uh, somebody was nice enough to post. I believe Fred was nice enough to post it. I have never seen this match. It is delightful watching Keith Lee and Minoru Suzuki go at it and watching Suzuki have fun at the referee's expense as well outstanding always here for a suzuki match although uh gonna guess that did not take place this week we're still waiting to find out why the hell keith lee is not performing that's so mysterious like every couple of weeks he sort of comes out and says oh, thanks so much for all the love but i'm right. uh, maybe i'll be back NXT, soon yeah, like man. it's so weird it's so I, I don't i don't think they're holding him back i think there's a health issue but who knows right so uh, oh, man, I, I think Keith the Lee. I think the best case scenario is that he may have had it out with somebody backstage about how they were booking him and decided, you know what, I'm going home and you can let me know when my contract's up. That's the uh, best case scenario, because yeah. I'd uh, hate to think that something physically or mentally debilitating is keeping Keith Lee off of our television screens on a weekly basis. Yeah, I don't want to go. I definitely don't want to think that route. I hope everything's okay when it comes to that, but he was called up way too soon. We've talked about that before. Uh, and it was like, again, that was another decision from the beginning. That was just, was not a good decision. And I hope it's exactly what Chuck just said. Fair, fair. All right. All right. We are about to head into the final fall. Are y'all ready for this? Are y'all ready for this final fall? Y'all ready for this? Let's do it. All right. All right. So, um, 
We had uh, what I think it was the third uh, casino battle royale this year. Um, yeah, we're yeah, going to yeah, do yeah. a round robin here for, I don't know, we're very close. We can say two points each. It's fairly arbitrary. Justin's dancing is uh, making me. Um, it was Erica. It's not just me. I was too. It was fun. Yeah, we're having a good time. It I, well. um, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. So for two <laughs> points each, we're going to start with uh, the lowest point scorer. Erica, who is that? Uh, this is Mr. Chuck Bean. Chuck Bean. And then it goes to uh, number two. Is that uh, Justin Valentine? Correct, sir. All right. And then to Eric, and we will go. There will be three strikes. Uh, name somebody who participated in the Casino Battle Royale of 2020, the highlight of Ooh. pandemic last oh, year. Please. Um, how many points each are the names worth? Uh, we'll say Sorry. two. Two? Okay. Yeah, we're just one point apart from each other. So we're going to go two points each. Damn it. All right. Who do we say goes first? Chuck, you got five. Uh, I already named him earlier in the episode, Matt Seidel. Damn it. Matt Seidel, I believe, five. was our Joker last year. That is correct. Um, damn, I got to remember to, to, to that. I watched it. Uh, I don't know. Evil Uno. Evil Uno. Evil Uno was not in the really? 2020 Casino Battle Royale. We're talking about last year's. Sure, excellent, excellent work, Justin. I got, I got you back. All right, you got Justin. This. Justin with a strike. Eric. Uh, Lance Archer. Lance Archer was indeed involved in the match. I believe won the match, if I'm not mistaken. All right, Chuck. Ooh, Lance Archer was my guest, my next guest too. Uh, Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana. Boom, boom. Does not um, appear to have been in the match. Uh, I'm going to go Dustin Rhodes. Dustin, Dustin, Dustin. I have to believe that he is on this list, but I cannot recall for sure. He is in everything except it appears last year's are you kidding me? yeah maybe was that the, was that the year that he faced uh was that the the, the pay-per-view where he faced cody no that, that was in front of a that was an earlier no. one that no oh, last yeah, year that was... probably would have been nightmare family versus dark order oh yeah ah, and that would explain why that's Uno why my first two not... strikes are there yeah yeah there yeah go. yeah Damn it. all right eric uh eddie kingston eddie kingston was in fact in Casino Battle Royale. Chuck. Uh, the Butcher. The Butcher. That is correct, sir. Hey! Blade. The Blade may have been injured. Let's see. Oh, God. Do we have, swear the, blade? God. Do we have... oh the Blade was there. The Blade was there. Right, he was among the first into the ring. Looks like he may have been the first eliminated. Uh, but I might be wrong about that. Okay. All right. Eric. Uh, Mark Quinn. Mark Quinn, Mark Quinn, Mark Quinn. I do not believe, no, I do not see him on, I do not see him here. So that is your first strike. Uh, is it Penta El Zero or El Mero? How does that go? Pentagon Jr. It was Pentagon Jr. at that point. We're going to give you that one. Pentagon was indeed in this match. Right, Phoenix. Like this Joker gear this year. What was that, what was that Justin? Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix was, in fact, I'm just taking every partner of Chuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeding you two points one at a time. 
Bubba Ray, Devon, Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy. Son of a bitch. Eric. Uh, Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy. I was not huh. in last year's Casino Battle Royale. All right. We all have two, or we, Chuck, you have one? I think I've been one more. Yeah, one wrong. Okay. I'm going to quit guessing Dark Order. They've been burning us every time we guess anybody from the Dark Order. Um, Trent. Trent was, in fact, involved in the match. <laughs> Justin? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's probably going to get me at this point. Jesus spit all over the place, and your five seconds is almost up. <laughs> Come on. Let me clean up. Chuck Taylor. Chuck Taylor was, in fact, in ah! the Casino Battle Royale. <laughs> All right, Eric, you got five. I believe you have two strikes. God, who the hell was in AEW last year? The Captain Sean Dean. <laughs> the Captain Sean Dean? <laughs> what? No, I mean you can get a you can get a point for that one. Just because I'm gonna, <laughs> I like his name, and I'm gonna have to look him up. <laughs> but that is your third strike, sir. Oh, Erica, he no. does in fact get a point for the captain, Sean Dean. And uh, all right, I'm making a note for future. Think of a tag team, Chuck. Think of a tag team. They <laughs> keep feeding you points. Um. How about Miro? Miro was not. Oof. Was not a part of that. That is two strikes for you, sir. What Justin? is Justin going to do? He hasn't been fed an answer. No, Whoa, no. Wait this a could minute. be huge, though. If he wait can pull something out of his wait rear. Wait a minute. Wait. What about Kip Sabian? Kip, 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 Kip. No, no I am so yeah. sorry. I'm so sorry. Kip Sabian was not. Got him. Was Damn. not in there. Chuck, you still have a guess. Would you like to seal your victory here? Oh, geez. Um, he need more or is he already in front? I don't know. Let's let's see. The, leave need? the pressure on, Erica. Okay, leave the pressure on. Never mind. He's how not about, so great um, at math. We know that. Let's make about, him work for it. Uh Sean Spears, the chairman, Sean Spears. The chairman Sean Spears uh, was in one, fact dead one, dead one. in that match. Would you like to guess one more? I need one more. Oh no. No, would oh. you like to guess one more? You got five. Two. Just remind the captain Sean Dean has already been taken. <laughs> <laughs> That's, he said Sean, and I went, "Oh yeah, Sean Spears," and I like, uh, I lost it. Damn it! Uh, Brian, Brian Cage, Brian Cage, Brian Cage, Brian Cage, Brian Cage. He was in there. Chuck is running away with this thing. I think that we can call a winner. I think we can call a winner. We sure can. Uh, Sunny Kiss was in that match. Um, okay. Darby Allen. Oh, wow, really? Frankie you didn't Kazarian say Darby. And Christopher Daniels. I was going to go that route, but then should've. you threw me off with Miro. Should have, should have. <laughs> JK, you didn't have to just pick somebody based off of what he picked. What the hell yeah, was your problem, kid? I was going to say, were there any more tag teams that I... Will Hobbs, Santana and Ortiz, and uh, Billy and Ricky Starks. I don't know. Billy, is that Billy Gunn? I don't know. Yeah, Who's Billy. They, used, they couldn't use Gunn for a minute there. For oh, him. right. So he was just Billy. All right. Yeah. All right. Well... 
Erica, how does that leave the board at the end of this here game? Well, we do have a new champion, I get sort of, maybe. I mean, uh, I just, he doesn't get a title. He doesn't get well, a title, we, we, but we can maybe we give him a, a celebratory Vuvuzela. I don't know, trombone. <laughs> I don't know what the hell he was just doing there. Right. I was doing the Santino Morella. I was playing the Santino trombone. Santino Morella. Yes. We, well, we have a winner this week, and it is Mr. Chuck Even B. after we seven. deduct one point for him doing the Santino Morella. <laughs> Um, well, here's the thing. He still wins, even if we deduct that point. Okay. So keep so depend. So depending on who, what you what you're feeling, uh, Chuck won with 17 or 16 points, uh, and Justin and Eric tied with 12. So oh, it was, job, it was a solid competitive game. Yeah, good good job, yes, I agree. I agree. That was a lot of fun. First appearance. All right, Chuck, you're not the champion of anything per se. But you're the big winner this week, and you get the first opportunity to speak to our audience. You have one minute to talk about something that we didn't cover or that just uh, has, uh, you know, got your craw or whatever. Grind your I gears. think if you look, I think if you look at our uh, the people who download this show, the people who are the heart and soul of the One Fall Show, that they know that in their hearts, I am the champion. After you're just speaking to Cody Hall week. right now, aren't you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And uh, I appreciate all of them i want to just remind you guys once again check out uh the one fall show group on facebook because once again our buddy fred posted this amazing keith lee versus minoru suzuki match which is great and make sure you check out our youtube channel where we have super universe mode we just had the royal rumble a couple weeks ago and we were within inches of having to watch a program where t-bar was the winner of the Royal Rumble going towards WrestleMania for a champion. Thankfully, wow. that did not occur, but I will not spoil for you who did win our Royal Rumble. It's at the One Fall Show YouTube page and Saturday afternoons at 4 o'clock on uh, Nate's um, Twitch Ooh, channel, which is uh, twitch.tv backslash Checkpoint XP. No, it's not. God fucking... Limit break radio, Chuck. <laughs> Limit break radio. At... at Twitch.tv backslash limit break radio. I hope you'll edit that part out. I am absolutely <laughs> not editing that part out unless you can give me a Son precise timestamp. Bitch. <laughs> I need to know exactly when it happened. Ah. All right. Uh, Justin, uh, you released the latest uh, people view pod last week. Yes. I was, uh, I got to be on it. That was a great pleasure. Um, yes. Thank you for coming on. Even though you're very mean to me today, it's okay. Um, I do want to say uh, I did enjoy Double or Nothing. I want to say that before I go into this, it wasn't perfect. Um, there were some things that need to change, including we don't need to put Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks over every pay-per-view just because they run the damn show. There's no reason why Mox and Kingston should not have gone over. Cody Rhodes, that match should have just never even have happened, let alone having Cody win yet again. Uh, so those two, the, the Young Bucks match, with Mox and Kingston wasn't bad at all. It's the result that I'm like, what the hell? Although I'll never, I'm not a fan of the Young Bucks. I'm not a fan of their match style, but the match overall was okay. And I do think this needs to be the final stadium stampede. Uh, it doesn't work with a live crowd in a whole different venue. I was not into the match until they made it to Daly's place and they were only in Daly's place for like five minutes. Uh, so I think that needs, that needs to go away unless you're going to have the crowd in the actual stadium. Yeah, someone tweeted out that this felt like the perfect closure to fan-free experiences, and I think that's right, yeah. It, but it wasn't fan-free, though. <laughs> that's the problem. Right, right, but I mean, like, you know, I don't know that they necessarily knew when they booked that 
when they audio booked, only, sir. Yeah, uh, when 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 they booked when they booked the match. Um, but you're right. I think uh, it's probably something that should be put on ice for a while. All right, Eric, would you like to speak to our audience? You have. Well, if anyone would like would like to find me rambling about wrestling occasionally on Twitter, I'm at Eric E S S Johnson. That's S spelled phonetically. Uh, because there's a lot of me out there. Um, but I don't, I don't ramble that often these days, but I'm also available on Instagram by the same handle. Yeah. That's all, all you right. got. That's all I got. I am boring. And I'm sorry <laughs> for ruining your show this week. Absolutely not. No, we, we always have a good time here. We always have a good time. Erica, take as long as you'd like. That's right. See, everyone else has a time frame. Um, oh, I'm yeah. allowed uh, limit or unlimited time uh, because I'm You're limitless like Keith Lee. Boom. Um, you know, I know we touched on it briefly, you know, you know at least the w, the double or nothing card. Um, shout out to the Serena Deeb Riho match that was in the buy-in. Yeah. I thought yeah. that match was really great. Uh, both of them are just, you know, two very different wrestling styles, but they it worked pretty well together um and there were like a couple of spots where like you could see there was like maybe some miscommunication or just like a slight like slippery and then you saw serena deep come in and just like just show how good she is and how you know quick she can kind of just like call things on the fly and and run with things um i thought that was great um additionally i hope that with Britt baker as the champion now Maybe, just maybe, we will get challengers from Impact uh, on AEW to kind of mix things up because I think that would be great. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, it was just, you know, what what a lovely evening of wrestling, Double or Nothing was. You know, and I do agree, you know, the Cody Rhodes thing was like, I, I don't know, I feel like we can really just put aside any like, USA anti other countries now it's just it's been done it's yeah. been done yep. so we can just kind of put that just in the rear view um everything else was just a hoot and a holler and and who can be upset with that all right what's a more heel move than Miro chucking the bag of snakes <laughs> <laughs> fantastic that was good. There was a, there was so much good from Double or Nothing. Even those little moments like that, they really did. They they needed that after you know Revolution, kind of. Eh, it wasn't horrible, horrible, but I mean, obviously the ending was. After what it a was. couple of after a couple of duds of uh, big spectacle main events between the Blood and Guts match and the uh, right. and the the cage, right. like it's they, nice they to also see manage. They also nice managed to, to avoid a Matt Hardy head thump. Oh yeah, which killed good the job. momentum of the show. It's right. nice to see that Stadium Stampede lived up to uh, expectation without, you know, being without something hokey happening at the very end to ruin everything, all the fun that you had going yeah. into it. And I, I think this entire room agrees that, you know, even the most jaded wrestling fan watched that heavyweight match, knowing that Kenny Omega was going to win. But there were some legitimate moments where you where you went, maybe I'm wrong. Right. Yeah, Maybe. it was no. a blast getting to see how much uh, OC was able to do with his hands in his pockets. He had like a really good run there. That yeah. was really impressive. You got to see some incredible stuff from Penta sort of forget that he's like 
one of the greatest workers in the world until he you know makes his appearance in the in, in the battle royale and you're like oh yeah let's not forget him at the top of the card because he's right. yeah. damn good <laughs> so good um and and you know the crowd reacting to jungle boy going over you know we complain about cody not putting young guys over i almost several times i almost got into a, a verbal altercation with justin on his podcast but i wanted to be respectful of his time uh I don't mind the way that Cody puts young guys over. It doesn't necessarily have to be the loser of a match to do it. Although I agree that the match uh, this weekend was totally, uh, I mean, it's not worth being there, but um, to see Christian cage put over jungle boy, I thought was very, very cool. And the crowd appreciated that in, in, in a way that I thought just blew open the rest of the show, right? Like you had them then for the rest of the night, which was really cool to see when i say cody not putting guys over to avoid you coming at me i mean when cody is in the match when cody's in the match rarely does he take the fall for someone else to go over he no no i agree i think he did a great thing though when he had the open challenge he didn't have to lose but he put a bunch of guys on the radar that at the beginning of pandemic were basically struggling to get any kind of a paycheck i think that was huge i incidentally i think would anyone else agree that perhaps having Britt baker do an open challenge for the first Mm. couple of months so we can start to see the women's talent one by one and see how the crowd reacts to different uh competitors when we're not that familiar with the women's division and AEW still this two years in what do you you think of that idea I love that idea one thing I would like to pitch as well a different route to go that I think Britt could pull off take the AJ Lee route and when I say that not the style and the type of promo that she did but call out all the women right do a, a a a memorable promo that you know damn well she can pull off where you call out a bunch of different names and all she's really doing is bringing these names over onto our screen to see who's there and just starting that up where you turn into the entire roster hates her and she's calling them all out and she's okay with that. That's another route, but I love your idea as well, Shawnee. I think so too. I think Britt will be a fighting champion. What was that? I think Britt will be a fighting champion, and I think she's. Uh, I, I would have sworn there would have been a double turn last night. Uh, she does her pre-match promo package was pretty indicative that she's going to kind of maybe not so much be a coward, but be a more more angry uh, character in the ring. Whereas Britt Baker kind of captured the crowd as the match went on. And and I thought we would see maybe a baby face Britt Baker by the end of the match. But yeah, I think going forward, uh, I could see her being that kind of badass champion because the crowd really took to her last night. Yep. Yeah. I think the only thing dangerous about a Britt Baker open challenge is that the WWE uh, spoiled on their Instagram that uh, as the minute Nia Jax comes out, she's done. <laughs> that was petty and and pure salt putting that yeah. match out today. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was good. That was good. Chuck, you're you're doing good today, man. Proud of you. You you had a good week. Oh, I should not sleep more often. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I've been sleepy. I've been sleepy since like two o'clock this afternoon and have not gotten a nap in. So apparently, that's the key. All right, you heard it, folks. No naps till Brooklyn. That is the key. No naps till Brooklyn. I'm Shawnee Constant. You can find me uh, running the One Fall Show Twitter page at One Fall Show. You can find me on Instagram at Shawnee.constant. And you can find me uh, on the Talk Horror to Me podcast. 
as well as at the clinic vaccinating cats and dogs. I'd like to thank everyone for joining us today. Eric, thanks a lot for being here. It's always it's always fun to see how someone reacts because we have now become something of a well-oiled machine and we sort of know where everything's going. And when someone comes in, they're always going to be flat-footed. It's, it's really set up against you. Now, you did have Erica on your side who could have prepared you. Appears that she did not, and I apologize for that. But there's really Very not true. much control the rest of us have over that. Thank you Bye. so much for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Erica, thank you so much for being here. Is there anything yeah, you'd like sure, to say? Fine. Yeah, it's been a hoot. It's great. She may or may not be here next week. Have fun, be safe, and don't fall in the hole. Erica, you got any titles for us? Yeah. Fuck <laughs> you, Shawnee. How about that? <laughs> that might Just be the winner. Shit. Uh, ding, ding, ding. It's a little long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, I do have real titles that I wrote down. She's throwing it all over. Just furious. Which anyway, mean? here they are. Here are the titles. Just like Christmas. It's Christmas. Uh, uh, I, I do like WWF Save the Pandas. Um, <laughs> I just put, we should start watching Raw. Yeah. Just right. to, just, but maybe not. Should we um, start watching? I don't know if that's Raw. really the message we want to put ourselves behind. No, you turn it into a question. <laughs> Should we start watching Raw? Should we? Should we? Um, uh, well, I, as much as I really liked WWF Save the Pandas, I do like this one more. WAP brought to you by Snickers, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is great. Um, and additionally, do you want to pile on or defend the people of Taiwan? Um, <laughs> was another one that made me laugh um and then lastly and just because it came at the end no naps till brooklyn so no naps till brooklyn. yes we have some solid choices this week and uh next time i will i guess prepare the guests that i bring in a little bit better i, 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 I don't think the there's a way works. you can possibly prepare guests not for this <laughs> no i i would have had to experience it once anyway that's true that's fine it was good. I thought, it was. I mean, you, 